Welcome back, everybody, to the Phantom Book Sports Podcast. I'd like to welcome you all back. As per usual, this is week four, episode number one. And like I said, welcome back. We'll just get straight into it. we got a lot to talk about today. We're going to start with the NBA, uh, some big news over here. And yeah, get right into it. So the Rockets are expected to part ways with DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, Boogie Cousins has been averaging about 9.6 points a game, about seven boards a game, about a block a game. Uh, You know, we kind of expected Houston to, you know, keep him around as a veteran, but apparently they want to go in a different direction and become a younger front court with Christian Wood leading the way over there. So we'll have to see how that goes for them. Christian Woods is a stud, obviously. But um, I think, you know, them releasing Boogie Cousins, you know, it, it's it's not that great of a move considering he's a vet and he can, you know, teach Christian Wood. But, hey, you know, he he's probably going to go and join a contender. Uh, the Lakers are reportedly interested in having a reunion with him, as you know. As we all know, he was with the Lakers last year. Didn't play in a single game, but he still is going to get a championship ring because he was on the team. But um, who do you guys think should uh, make a move for DeMarcus Cousins here after he becomes a free agent? Um, you know, I, I think the Raptors are going to be a really good option for getting DeMarcus Cousins, especially if, can't get Andre Drummond. I know they were interested in him before, but maybe they could use this as a backup plan if that doesn't work out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think I think the Knicks would be a good um option for Demarcus Cousins. Um, he has a connection to Kenny Payne. Uh, back when he was with Kentucky, and Mitchell Robinson is out, so they could use some size. Yeah, both both of those spots are really good. Uh, the Raptors one for sure, you know, not only is it a cheaper option than Andre Drummond, because if you trade for Andre Drummond, you got to pay his huge contract and you got to trade away some of your best guys to get him. So it's a cheaper option there for Tor- for Toronto. But for the Knicks, like you said, Mitchell Robinson's hurt right now with a fractured right hand. And, you know, that could really help the Knicks. I think, um, you know, the Lakers should probably look into this reunion. Obviously, like I said before, he didn't play a single game for them last year, but hey, they need help at the center spot right now with AD down. Uh, you know, they lost Dwight and JaVale in free agency. Marcus Gasol is not having the greatest year, you know? So I think Boogie Cousins should definitely be a lookout for Lakers. But yeah, like you guys said, Toronto is a great option for him. And uh, the Knicks, that, that could be a really good move for New York. Now we're going to move on to the third part of our NBA segment. We're going to talk about uh, a tra- one one type of trade every top team can make. Now, we've taken five of the top teams, uh, taken the top three from the West, which are the Jazz, Lakers, and Clippers. We've taken the top two from the East, which are the Sixers and the Nets. So we're just going to go through one trade that we each think could um, – really help any one of these teams make a deep playoff push. And, you know, if they really want to win a championship, this these deals could really help them. Uh, 
So I'm going to go first with the Nets. I think the Nets should look into trading for Kenrich Williams of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, they would give up Landry Shamit and Noah Vonley in the deal. Kenrich Williams is having a pretty good year. He's averaging about six points a game. He's putting up a steal a game, about four boards in about 18 minutes. Uh, now, while those stats might not sound so satisfying, he is shooting 55, 54% from the field and 40, 41% from three, which the Nets look like they definitely need right now off the bench. So I think he'll definitely be a really good bench piece if they do this deal. Uh, the Thunder would get back Landry Shem and Noah Vonley. That just kind of cancels out the uh, salary cap for them. And also they get two players who, you know, can really help them off the bench in Landry Shaman, who's a good spot-up shooter, and Noah Vonley, who is a good backup power forward off the bench. Uh, now we're going to go to Hassan with the Sixers, right? Right. So for the for this trade, the Sixers will be getting J.J. Redick and Willie Hernan Gomez to trade with the Pelicans. The Pelicans will be acquiring Terrence Ferguson, Tony Bradley, Vincent Poirier, and the 2026 second-round pick. I feel like this is a pretty good trade on both ends because I feel like they're going to be winning in this one. They're going to be getting J.J. Reddy back. That's going to be a reunion. He's going to be a really great shooter off the bench. Maybe he could be starting, but most likely off the bench for the Sixers. It'll help them out, especially with how good they're doing right now. Uh, Willie Hernan Gomez, he's been starting quite a lot of games in Steven Adams' place for the Pelicans, and he's been doing pretty good so far. I feel like if he comes off the bench in Philly, just getting that mentorship from Embiid and all the other bigs on that team, I think it'll benefit him a lot. And just on the Pelicans end, I feel like this will help them out a lot too because they're just going to be getting more depth on their team and more players to fill up the spots that they're giving up. Yeah, they also get. They would also be getting a second-round pick, which could help them for maybe another trade for them. Uh, Terrence Ferguson is a young player as well. He hasn't gotten, he hasn't gotten that much of a spotlight in Philly, so that could definitely be also good for him personally. But I also want to hear, Hassan, your take on the Lakers and what kind of deal they should be looking into. Yeah, so the Lakers, I feel like they should do this trade with the Rockets where the Lakers will be acquiring Ben McLemore. The Rockets will be acquiring Alfonso McKinney a 2025 second round pick. Um, I feel like this will be a good trade because Alfonso McKinney, he's, you know, he hasn't really been getting any playing time on the Lakers. I feel like he's been getting close to a little playing time. He hasn't been, he's been averaging about 6.4 points per game, one assist. So, you know, I feel like in, the Rockets place he could do better in that I feel like he'll be able to get more spotlight off the bench knowing 
the role Ben McLemore has. And, you know, with Ben McLemore, him going to the the Lakers, I feel like this will be another good spot for him. Just running with guys like Wesley Matthews and other shooters. Yeah, that would definitely add some depth to Lakers for sure. Another spot up shooter for them as well. Uh, Dev, let's take let's hear your take on uh, what deal Jazz should be doing. Um, so I think a good thing the Jazz can do is uh, acquire Jeff Teague, and in return, the South they can work with the Celtics. So the Celtics can acquire Juwan Morgan, Shaq Harrison, and a second round pick. So Jeff Teague. Uh, right now he's averaging six points per game, two boards, two assists. Uh, I think he can like help behind Mitchell. So when Mitchell's on the bench, uh, you know you you have a decent guard. Uh, for Juwan Morgan, Shaq Harrison, the Celtics could use more um big players. So Juwan Morgan, he's a big player. Shaq Harrison, we need someone in exchange for Teague. So I think it's a mutual deal. I think it's a good deal for both teams. Yeah, especially I think on the Jazz's side, that's a good deal because they really don't have a backup point guard right now. They're only doing a nine-man yeah. rotation at the moment where they have Jordan Clarkson, who's having a six-man-of-the-year type of year, but he's their backup point guard right now, and he's he's usually a shooting guard. Yeah, exactly. So Jeff Teague would be good at, at uh, Donovan's backup. Yeah, for sure. Uh now, the last deal we're going to talk about is the Clippers, the one they should be making. I have them acquiring, in a three-team deal, they acquired DeLon Wright from Detroit, and they acquired Alonzo Ball from the Pelicans. Now, I got the Pistons acquiring Reggie Jackson, Patrick Patterson, both from the Clippers, uh, Willie Hernan Gomez, and Sandarius Thornwell from the Pelicans, and a 2023 second-round pick. The Pelicans would acquire Patrick Beverly, Terrence Mann and Daniel Turo. I think this deal would really help the Clippers because not only is DeLon Wright and Lonzo Ball a boost from Patrick Beverly and uh, Reggie Jackson, this would definitely help their championship odds. DeLon Wright, even though he just got injured, uh, he's, he was putting up about 11 points a game, about five assists a game, about five boards. Lonzo was putting up about 14 points, five assists, four boards. And uh, both guys were shooting over 42, about 43% from the field. And, you know, that deal would definitely help the Clippers. It would just be a boost point guard-wise for them. The Pistons would also acquire some good guys. You know, Willie Hernan Gomez, like we talked about earlier, about the Sixers potentially acquiring him, you know. Uh, he would be a good backup center. Patrick Patterson's a good vet to try and teach some of those younger guys on the team. Same with Reggie Jackson. Centauri Stornwell has not been getting too many minutes in New Orleans at the, this season. So that would definitely help. And obviously the second round pick. Uh, the Pelicans would also get Pat Beverly, uh, Terrence Mann, and Oturo. Two young guys and man and Oturo and a vet in Beverly who could definitely help them in whatever kind of playoff push they want to make. So now we're going to transition over to uh, a segment we introduced last week in Next Night Picks. These are going to be two picks for Wednesday night. That is Wednesday, February the 24th. 
And um, we got two really good games on. The first game is the Warriors going to Indiana to face the Pacers. And the late night game is the Lakers taking on the Jazz in Utah. Uh, the Jazz have a 56% chance to win that game. Warriors have a 50, 56% chance of winning their game. So the spreads aren't out yet, so we can't give a take on whether or not any of those teams would cover the spread. But depending on what the spread might be, what are you guys' takes on uh, who would cover their spread? First, we'll start with the uh, Jazz Lake game. I got the Jazz because AD is out. Uh, previously, uh, we predicted Lakers versus Heat. And, you know, I thought Lakers were going to handle their business. They did not handle their business. They uh, ended up losing. So I think it just shows that they're really hurting without AD. So I think Jazz are going to win a close game. Yeah, I got to agree with you. I, as much as I am a huge LeBron fan, even with that, Lakers are kind of struggling right now, especially with AD out, like you said. you know, I think the Jazz are going to take this game. Uh, depending on what the spread is, uh, I don't know. You know, it could be the Jazz are five-point favorites, and in that situation, I pick the Lakers to cover the spread because I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but if it's a, uh, you know, uh, a two-point spread, I see the Jazz covering their end. And then the second game, uh, which is actually first up on the schedule for Wednesday night because it's an Eastern Conference game, it's the Pacers at the Warriors, or sorry, the Warriors at the Pacers. Uh, who's your pick to win this game? Uh, and if the spread does come out, who would be your pick to cover the spread? So I got the Pacers because uh, right now I'm looking at injuries on the Warriors. So Curry is day-to-day. Uh, Looney is out. Wiseman is out. So, And previously the Pacers lost by 10 to the Nets. Even without KD, there's no shame in that. So I think Pacers will handle their business and beat the Warriors. I'm probably going to have to go with the Warriors in this one. I feel like um, Steph Curry is probably going to be back by then. I, I'm pretty sure he just had like illness. So, you know, he's he's expected to play on Tuesday as well. So coming off of back-to-back, I think they'll still be ready for Wednesday. I'm hearing that Wiseman has been practicing as well. And, you know, if, if, if the injuries don't come in their way of that game, I think they're going to have a good chance to win this game. Yeah, same, same with me. Um, I got the Warriors winning as long as uh, Steph plays. Uh, if he doesn't play, which he, he's on pace to because he's probably going to play tonight against or tomorrow night against the Knicks. And, um, you know, he'll probably be on pace to play. I doubt he's out for that game. But if he is out, then I got the Pacers no matter what, even whatever their spread is. And uh, like I said, if Steph does play, got the Warriors. If he doesn't, I got the Pacers. So now we're going to transition over to NFL talk. That's it for NBA talk for today. We're going to move over to the NFL now. So first up, what we're going to talk about is the Jets waiting to make their decision on Sam Darnold. They reportedly want to evaluate all the top quarterback draft prospects fully before they decide to make a uh, move on Darnold whether that's trading him, cutting him, whatever the case might be. 
And, um, you know, that raises the question of, hey, if if they're going to take a quarterback, a number two, which quarterback should they take? Because we know Trevor Lawrence is most definitely going number one, unless something crazy happens there. But who should they be looking at at number two? Um, I'm going to have to say Justin Fields without a question. Uh, sometimes uh, the argument is that Justin Fields, some games he performs subpar, and then his other counterpart, uh, Zach Wilson, he's been consistent. However, you have to remember you have to remember that Justin Fields, he beat Clemson with six touchdowns, one interception. He showed up when it matters most, and I think that proved that the Jets are going to pick Justin Fields. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm going to have to go with Justin Fields as well in this one. I feel like he's just the top option for the Jets in this one. I don't see any other prospects coming up for this one. Yeah, I got to say the same thing as all three, as all both of y'all. You know, Justin Fields, I see him as the top prospect besides Trevor Lawrence in this draft. And the Jets really want to go and take a quarterback at number two. I say Justin Fields is the option. And, you know, Sam Darnold, whatever they want to do with him, either trade him or release him, that's eventually up to them. But Fields is probably, if I'm the New York Jets and I'm looking to take a quarterback at number two, I'm taking Fields. Going to another little quarterback situation in the Eastern Conference of the NFL world. We got the Eagles making some news because a report came out that even though they moved down from Wentz, obviously, obviously trading Carson Wentz uh, last week to Colts. Uh, Jalen Hurts, we expected him to be, you know, starting quarterback coming going to next season, but uh, the report came out that he is not locked in yet, and Philly could still be looking at other options either through the draft, which I believe they got the eighth pick in or the sixth pick in this upcoming draft. So, uh, you know probably see what quarterback they might be able to take there or through free agency and, you know, maybe signing somebody like Cam Newton or uh, someone else, maybe, or we know Dak Prescott, if he, you know, doesn't stay with Dallas, you know, but if, if this really is a true report and Hurts not locked in as a starter yet, who should the Eagles be looking at to acquire for their quarterback? All right. So, um, I'm not sure why. I mean, I understand that you hold the eighth pick in the draft. So, like, let's say things don't go as planned. Zach Wilson still somehow stays in the draft or another good quarterback. Yeah, you could look for that. But um, I think if you're Philly, I think Jalen Hurts should be your guy. Uh, he proved it late last season uh, against Arizona. You know, he balled out. He had 338 yards, three touchdowns. Against the Cowboys, he slipped up a game. It was one touchdown, two interceptions, and uh you know, though they got eliminated because of that. But uh, let's also not forget Washington. He was playing really good. And, you know, we saw what happened there. Doug Peterson literally had to pull him out because he was playing that good. And, you know, it was clear that they wanted to fill the game. So um, I think uh, the Eagles should stay with Hurts. But, like, I understand why they're trying to, like, look for a better situation, look for a better quarterback. Yeah, I feel like they should just hold on to him. I I wasn't, like myself, I wasn't really a big fan of the Wentz trade. I I feel like they already kind of gave up their franchise quarterback doing that, and I don't see the point of giving up Jalen Hurts now. 
Oh, you know, I would just hold on to him. Yep. Yeah, I, I think I don't know what the Eagles are doing here. Uh, you know, honestly, Hurts I think should be their locked-in starting quarterback for next year, no matter what. Uh, that's just my opinion. You know, I think he should just be locked in. You know, I don't get why they're trying to look at other options. You know, he he obviously proved last year that he's good enough to be a starting quarterback in the league. You know, and uh, yeah, I just I just don't see it any other way. You know, especially if you know they bring in another quarterback, then what's going to happen with Hurts? You know, are they going to trade him? Are they going to you know? Just bench I think him. The why they're questioning this is most likely because of his game against the Cowboys. Because you know that's a big divisional game, and that was actually an elimination game. And the fact that he had one touchdown, two interceptions, I think that's what's making them question right now, if anything. But other than that, I don't get why they would question keeping Hurts or not. Yeah, I, I could see that too. But you know, just overall, he had a great. Uh, rookie year for the games he started so I think uh, moving on from him would be not the smartest decision in the world but now moving on to another quarterback situation as most of this offseason has been there's always Uh, a quarterback situation yep always a quarterback situation so now the quarterback situation that we're going to talk about is in New England so apparently the Patriots are looking at every single possible QB option they have on the table. Uh, if you can name a quarterback who has been labeled somewhat available, the Patriots, according to this report, have likely made a call about them, whether it's to their agent or to that team. The Patriots have picked up the phone and called them, which is Bill Belichick, you know, asking about that quarterback. But, you know, we don't know if they're going to re-sign Cam Newton. Uh, Jared Stidham, uh, you know, most Patriots fans thought he was going to be the QB of the future over there. Uh, that did not look to be the case at all this season. But hey, what quarterback should they be looking to trade for for this upcoming season if they're going to move on from Cam and if Jared Stidham is not the guy? I think they should look at Jimmy G. I mean, last segment, we talked about that crazy thing where they tried to sign Brandon Cooks and they would have had a whole dynasty and left Brady in the dust. So I don't see why don't uh, why they don't do Jimmy G. And also, uh, they could look at Marcus Mariota um, against the Dolphins, you know, when Derek Carr had to come out. Uh, Marcus Mariota, he held his own. He played pretty good. And it goes to show that maybe he deserves a starting job in the NFL. Yeah, I think the Mariota one is really good. You know, like you said, that Dolphins game, he came in, played extremely well. Yeah. You know, and he he's proven that, you know, he can start as a quarterback. You know, he yeah, he got benched for Tannehill last year. But, you know, he started before that. And it wasn't like he was the worst guy to have a starting quarterback. So I think... He's got potential. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think the Mariota... Uh, take is really good. Epic, do you have any uh, any ideas as to who the Patriots try and target in free agency or by trade? Yeah, you know, like Dev said, I think Jimmy G is a really good option. I feel like just him being a vet, I think that could be really good for the the, uh, the Patriots. And 
Yeah, you know, I think that would be a good, pretty good situation over there if it goes through. Jimmy G reunion in New England? That Maybe they'll trade back for Brandon Cooks? <laughs> we'll see about that. Yeah, for sure. And And now we're going to continue on. This time we're going to go to the Panthers. Now, the Panthers have made some moves recently, uh, just releasing some of their older vets. They released uh, four guys in particular. Kawan Shore, who's a two-time Pro Bowler defensive tackle. They released Trey Boston, who's one of their starting safeties uh, in the Super Bowl when they went back in uh, 2015. Uh, They also released their punter, Michael Pallardi, and another defensive player in Steven Weatherly. That cleared up about $20 million in cap space for them. And they're reportedly doing all this to try and clear enough cap space to trade for Deshaun Watson. Uh, obviously, the cap space is one big thing that they need to clear up to try and get Watson and his huge contract. But what in a deal would they have to give up for Deshaun Watson in particular? Um, so definitely they're going to have to give up Bridgewater. They're going to give up their top 10 pick that they have a second round and maybe one or two players to accommodate. But yeah, I think it's pretty interesting because they were, they were interested in Stafford. They were interested in Watson. And now it looks like, you know, it's starting, it's all coming together. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. They're going to have to give up Bridgewater, no doubt. They're going to have to give up that top 10 pick, no doubt. And uh, they'll probably throw in a second rounder, another first rounder, you know. And like you said, another player potentially just to, you know, kind of pry their best to equal out that that cap situation. So I think if Carolina can pull this off, I think it's a good deal for them. So now being that that's obviously – a big take in the NFL world in Watson potentially going to Carolina. Uh, We're going to each give one big move for this NFL offseason. Bold prediction, you know, of what one deal or one signing we think might happen during this NFL offseason. So I'm going to go first. I'll give my bold prediction, and then you guys will follow. And uh, my bold prediction is... The Broncos and Jets agree to a deal. They swap Drew Locke for Sam Darnold, basically. Uh, you know, some picks might be added to that deal. But I think the overall gist of that deal is Drew Locke for Sam Darnold. Now, Whoa, that's pretty That's pretty bold. Yeah. Now, we did talk about last week how the Broncos, the poor league, were close to deal for a quarterback. And, you know, this even today, the Jets are looking – at other options for quarterback. So I think this deal might might help out. And, you know, even if the Jets still want to take quarterback at two, you know, maybe they go and look at some other options as to where they can trade Darnold, maybe even New England, which is an interdivision trade, but you know, nonetheless, they'd still get something in return. But yeah, if if they really want a quarterback other than Darnold, I think this is a really bold prediction as to a trade that we we could see happen now um epic i want to hear yours your uh your bold prediction now 
Yeah, so the the prediction I have, it's not on what we have listed, but it's going to be about J.J. Watt. I think next, during the offseason, we're going to be seeing J.J. Watt in a Browns uniform. That's my prediction. All right. That, that's a good one. He'll have to face his... Uh... Yeah, that's a good one. I didn't expect that. Yeah. yeah, you know, I feel like they've been in the mix for getting him one of several the team's interested in him and yeah you know I just, I just think Cleveland's a spot Miles Garrett and J.J. Watt wow that would be scary if I were a quarterback I'd be scared going against the Browns if that was a defensive front I had to face yeah for sure and also he'd be in the same division as his brothers now oh. yeah so mm-hmm. that's that's definitely uh, I mean that that's that's a more realistic move for sure but it's still bold it's still bold because, you know, he'll end up going against his brothers in the division since they're on the Steelers. But, um, Dev, what's your what's your uh, bold take? Um, I'm going to say Allen Robinson signs with the Giants. And that, that that would be a huge move for the Giants considering we're in need of a uh, wide receiver one. Um, with that, I think we'd have a decent offense. And similar to how the Colts are going to be a team next year that at least I predict that – uh, no one in the AFC would want to face them in the playoffs. I think on the NFC side, uh, the top teams are going to be dreading to face the Giants. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. You're you're very optimistic there about us. Yes, very optimistic. It's a bold take, but we'll see where it goes. That's what we're here for, bold takes. And um, with that being said, we're going to go to our last segment of the Day. We're going to be talking about the news. This news just came up actually before we started recording. Uh, the Eagles are going to release Alshon Jeffrey. They're going to cut him at the beginning of the new league year, which is some kind sometime in uh, in March. Uh, obviously, Jeffrey won the Super Bowl with them back in uh, 2017, and uh, he's a good. He didn't have the best year last year. You know, he only played in uh, seven games. He really didn't do that much. He caught one touchdown, had 115 yards on six receptions the entire year. But, um, yeah, what team should be looking at Alshon Jeffrey as a vet receiver going forward? And where do you, where do you guys think he will uh, eventually go? Um, I think the Dolphins could use him. He'd be great behind Devontae Parker. Um, and Dolphins, they have a relatively young team, so I think they would do good with his experience. Maybe the Jets, too. If they, you know, snag a good quarterback in the draft, like I said, hopefully they draft Fields. Um, that'd be nice to have a solid receiver. Yeah, and also the Dolphins, you know, if they decide to keep that number three pick and, you know, maybe – Draft Devontae Smith, Alshon Jeffrey could be a really good mentor to him. Yeah. And, you know, my pick with Alshon Jeffrey, um, it, it's going to be maybe the Ravens, you know, Ravens. They need a receiver. Uh, he's a good vet receiver. He could teach guys like Marquise Brown, you know, on that roster. Uh, you know, he's, like I said, a vet. He knows what goes down in the big game. So I think the Ravens, they're looking for a receiver. He could definitely be a good, um, you know, either 
second string or third string receiver on their squad. And, you know, it could make the big difference for Lamar. Alshon Jeffrey, we'll have to see where he's going to go. Uh, you know, where, wherever he goes will probably, you know, be a, a very good destination for him. But nonetheless, uh, that's going to do it for us today, folks. Uh, we hope you enjoyed listening to week four, episode number one. Uh, on the Phantom Book Sports Podcast on Spotify. Uh, make sure you go check out our website, phantombook.com. If you are listening to this on Spotify and you don't follow on, on Instagram, make sure you go follow us on Instagram at phantombook. And uh, yeah, we talked about some big NBA news today. We talked about some big NFL news today. And without further ado, that's going to do it for us today, folks. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you come back next week for Saturday. And uh, we're definitely going to be talking some baseball then. No matter what, we will find a way to fit that in. So if you're interested in some baseball talk, make sure you go and hop on and listen to that. And yeah, without further ado, uh, take care, folks. <laughs>